You're listening to Radio Awakened with Dr. Michael Sapiro, integrating science, psychology, and spirituality for the sake of personal awakening and collective transformation. These are the hands we usually deny ourselves. Don't think we deserve. But they're right here. Just waiting. And gently drop those hands, thanking them as they go back down to the lap. Just noticing what you feel, what thoughts are arising. Notice how the room returns to stillness. Spacious. Make your heart spacious and open. Without losing this embodied mindfulness, you feel free to adjust yourself as we prepare our minds for our talk. You're welcome to mindfully stretch your legs, your arms if you need. So many people struggle, sometimes, many times in an hour several times a day with self-loathing or hatred, self-contention. It's like a toxic form of self-reflection. As we reflect, we add this toxic filter, turning the awareness around toward us with a filter of shame, uh, hatred, anger, so that we watch ourselves through this lens and we keep picking up behaviors, thoughts, deeds, speech that could use love, tenderness, and care, but because we're using a filter of contention, self-hatred, loathing, or just dislike of ourself, 
then we see ourselves through that lens and judge our behaviors through that lens. So many of us are unaware that we're doing it. We just think we're bad. Why doesn't other, other people see that? Don't they know I'm bad? Can't they see things I think are bad, do, say, as if bad has any meaning? But there's a lens that makes sense that the word bad takes meaning. All oh, right, we're bad. Because that filter, that toxic filter to self-reflection makes everything we do, say, believe, seem bad, which doesn't actually have much meaning. Like hurting a dog who pees inside by accident. We beat them or put their nose in it or whatever as if that had meaning or teaching to it. So we use this language that actually doesn't have meaning outside of punishment. So we tend to judge ourselves and we all judge ourselves. Judging is actually a healthy part of the ego function. Is this does this thing I'm doing, saying, speaking, acting like, is this, is this productive, unproductive? Is this going to be leading to something, you know, that's positive or negative? We, we do this all the time and we should be doing it. What we don't want to be doing all the time is looking at ourselves through the filter of self-judgment and the negative self-judgment, hatred, shame, because that reinforces everything you see and then you start acting in a way that reinforces what you believe. So I have an alternative. The Buddha and the Dharma have a medicine for this. And there's many teachings on the inner critic, but what I want to do instead is focus on what's much more positive and easier to do than that relying on that negative lens of self-hatred, dismay, dislike, I do this wrong, I'm stupid, I'm, I, you know. I hear this language all the time from really intelligent adults. Like, what, what, do you, what, you're, what do you mean you're stupid? Where are you going with this language? So, here's what I propose. And I want to have you try it tonight. Change the language of the way you perceive yourself. Change the filter. We all have a self-reflective lens that has a, f a filter. We all have a self-reflective light. So the lens I'd like you to look at yourself is, is what I'm doing skillful or unskillful? Is what I'm doing, saying, believing, healthy or unhealthy? Are the ways I'm thinking, acting, speaking, helpful or unhelpful? Now, we might use other metrics, other words, but these are the three I've found over my practice that are really helpful for me at judging my behavior, speech, thoughts, interactions. Is what I'm doing skillful, healthy, and helpful? Is what I'm doing unskillful, unhelpful, unhealthy? It takes the negativity and the self-shame out of the picture. There's no room for it and there's no purpose in it anymore. What I've done is shifted to a, a, a language 
that now puts me on a path of living my values and aligning with my, my deeper beliefs of who I want to be. Is what I'm doing skillful or is it unskillful? Is what I'm doing healthy or unhealthy? Is what I'm doing helpful or unhelpful? And when I look at myself and my behaviors and my thoughts in this way, now I know how to move forward. You don't have anywhere to move forward when you call yourself an idiot. It's like, great, thanks, dude. Well, you're an idiot, dude. It's like, awesome, now what do I do? I don't know you're an idiot. I mean, you guys know that's in your mind, right? You're shaking your heads with your eyes closed. Okay. Liz, you know what? That's crazy. You like looked at me right there. You were shaking your head too. So, you're using language that's reinforcing totally useless beliefs that lead you nowhere except to the depths of hell of self-hatred for no reason other than you've been conditioned to do that. There's no purpose in it. So why not use language that actually has purpose and movement moving forward? I want to be skillful. I want to be helpful. I want to be healthy. doesn't mean you can't have a pizza and load it up with tons of cheese. That, that, you know, like we talked about balance. This isn't about everything I do has to be healthy or else I'm a bad person. That's reinforcing those old beliefs. Is what I'm about to do something my teacher would approve is something I'm about to do, something my wise self that I'm becoming would approve. And now you have a direction to move yourself. Is what I'm about to do skillful or unskillful? Is this helpful to people or not helpful? I can almost guarantee you, if you start using this language, you're going to stop slapping yourself so hard with punitive language and punitive feelings the reason I, I bring up so many images when we're doing meditation is so you could feel the palpable effect of a negative belief or a negative image. If I ask you to bring up a traumatic image, your body will recoil or tighten and tense, right? It's naturally going to do that. If I ask you to bring up an image of something that creates joy, your body naturally is going to relieve, be relieved, open, expansive, maybe excitement happens. So when you're calling yourself a name and you're using this unskillful language to judge your behavior, your body's tightening, it's tensing. You're literally putting cortisol or other hormones that are degenerative in your body that end up hurting yourself. It's a, it's, it's a very strong correlation. It's as strong as putting a, alcohol in your body and you're feeling dehydrated. Putting a negative, nasty thought about yourself in your body, in your mind, does the same thing in your body. Can we agree on that? I mean, if you're really mindful of your body's response when you're putting images in, why would you allow negative and hateful words to be put in your mind? So it's a practice of taking those words out and substituting them instead with something that's really heartfelt, kind, generous, compassionate, understanding. You can be fierce. I'm super fierce with myself. Dudes, I fuck up a lot. And when I do, I'm like, Mike, Mike, you could have done that a lot better look at the pain I've caused and I clean my work up. I go and clean things up I need to do. This isn't about perfection. This is about having tenderness and care for yourself at all times, no matter when you write an amazing book or whether you hurt your spouse. You be tender and loving and careful with yourself so you're not putting drinking poison in your body. It's that simple, yet it's really hard to practice because of the conditioning we have in our minds, the negative conditioning. Am I making a strong case for why you may want to start using 
more skillful, healthy, helpful language in your own mind because it directly translates to how your body experiences itself. And plus, it just, how did that feel holding yourself? Well, I'm sure some of you felt awkward, like I don't do this too often. Some of you might have felt teary and loving. Over time, this becomes the most precious nutrients you could ever eat, take, ingest right here. Fills you up with love immediately, even if it's uncomfortable because you're not used to being close to yourself. And once you do this, when you see someone else suffering, you go and you can put your hand on their chest. And that same love is transmitted without saying a single word. That's how we start transforming ourselves and other people using this love that transmits outward to everybody you touch and look at through your eyes. So we start here so that we can do this with other people, our children, our neighbors, the grocery store clerk. But you can't do that if you're not doing this internally with words and externally with your hands. Mm, I mean, I, only, I mean, I kind of made myself cry doing this. I don't know if any but it's because it's so tender and we miss that tenderness. We're all longing for it. So do it in your mind and in your hands and your body. And then you'll be able to give the gift of this without being depleted. Okay, I wanna, I wanna, I'd like to open it up for discussion. We usually, uh, we're now starting to talk amongst ourselves. Do you like that or do you want to ask questions? What would feel good breaking our silence? Asking questions or talking to each other about this experience? I know you have opinions or might not. It doesn't really matter. Okay, Scott, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you yeah. Great. That's also awesome. Learning. How do you know in hindsight? What 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 data do you have that what I just did or what I did was actually not helpful? What data? Hmm. How did you saw it in what way? Did you feel it? You see a result? See a result usually Sure, yeah. So imagine you're about to make a decision. Are you at all able to go toward the future and go, I wonder how this may play out? Often. Often and we have a million answers, don't we? Right. So then when you're in the future and you just realize the thing I just did actually is not helpful, what do you do with yourself? Right. Right. Well, what might be helpful right then? Yeah. It's okay. It wasn't the best choice. And doing that, the next time you go, we're going to make mistakes the rest of our lives. Never out of it. So one, forgiving ourselves. Not a good choice. Could have done that differently. How could I have done that differently? 
And the sec- so that's one way. We already made a decision that didn't turn out to be helpful. Another way also is before we make a choice is to really check in with our body, imagining doing this thing and feeling how we're feeling. What does the body say? Does it, well, if I let this person do this, uh, I kind of, uh, versus this is right for me right now. The body opens, expands, and you're like, this might not actually play out the way I think, but right now it's most aligned with how I feel. Right. So in the moment, assessing for what the body says, yeah, this is right, or actually I want to do this, but I'm not feeling, I'm tight. That gives us data. Yeah, good. Good question. Thank you. Angel. That's the surrendering part of this process. But we align with ourselves now. This is helpful right now. My body says it's helpful. I'm not sure what this is going to turn out to be. I actually have no control or idea. I can come up with ideas, but the universe has much grander uh, images and plans than I can come up with, right? Right. We have no control. I am not in any control. I can... Um, cultivate. I can ask, give uh, intentions, and then I just have to, what's going to come out of this? But I do want to make those skillful, healthy, wise, helpful choices along the way. Right. Good. Anybody? Other questions? Thoughts? Musings? Disagreements? Yeah, because sometimes it's really inappropriate to do that. Like I wouldn't with my patients. I might with some students or friends, but I would, wouldn't with... The, uh, honestly, is to liberate yourself, awaken, and you become a beacon for everybody. Keep working diligently on yourself, how you love deeply this precious being that you are, the precious mind you've been given. Clean impurities, hindrances, work on, and then you naturally radiate. And just by radiating, you go into someone's presence and they're like, oh, you feel good to be around. What are you doing? I'm working really hard. I care for myself. I love on myself. I take care of myself. And out of that, I know how to treat you the way that I think is really helpful and healthy for you. I mean, there's a lot of ways I can talk about how I treat patients or I work with students or I work with populations. The truth is I'm always doing this work so that I'm as bright as I can be for everybody who comes in contact with me over and over, loving, loving and cleaning, refining. We're already perfect. We just have to remember that. I mean, Mike's not perfect, but the source is. The source through this guy is. So cleaning Mike up so it's more radiant through him. And then I found people are just helped being next to me sometimes, just letting me put my arm around them. I don't have to do anything. And I remind them of who they are on the inside, too. My presence reminds them of their deeper presence. That's what I found. 
There's a million other answers too, but that's mine for now. What do you find? I, um, I try to help a lot of people if I feel like I can. Mm. I used to like, inquire to what people were going through mm. so that I could try to give them wise words and I mm. realized that you can't tell people what they should mm-hmm. be doing. Mm. So I've been trying to be relatable mm. and sometimes I think I share too much. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if like, there's It's a great inquiry. My gut instinct is that wanting to be relatable is something you're holding on to really tightly, wanting to really help. And you might cross your own boundaries doing that. So learning those natural places of where you relate and where you pull back a little bit. How much do you share? How much do you pull? We're all learning boundaries all the time. So it's a matter of going, well, that didn't feel good. I overshared and I don't really trust that person. I was doing it in the service of, but now I know better. Maybe next time I won't share as deeply. I mean, this is an example, of course. But your yearning to help is a beautiful one that could also be a trap, too. So being careful about, am I yearning and striving, or am I relating to myself, and thus I relate to other people? It's just all inquiry. Keep doing the work, keep asking those questions. We're going to make lots of mistakes. So you go, ooh, ugh, come back. Or, ooh, not enough, not far enough. I didn't give enough this time. Let me give a little bit more next time. Keep testing till that balance point comes. And you'll fall off that balance point. You'll find another one. The best thing to do is make a lot of mistakes. It's so healthy. Just keep making them all the time. You go, oh, I know what to do now, next time. Well, we're almost at the end. How do you feel right now? What are you sitting with? What's your body doing? What's your mind? Hmm. Peaceful. Hmm. Excited. Excited? Yeah, this is kind of exactly what I needed to hear personally because I struggle a lot with like self-doubt and self-deprication. Hmm. Yeah, my inner critic is very prevalent. So mm-hmm. Well, so I can do, we can do workshops on turning the inner critic into an ally. I'm, 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 I'm critical of myself. Mike, dude, don't, don't do that. But I'm not a jerk to myself anymore. It shifted from the jerk language to like really critical, be mindful language. And I need it. I, you all want me to have that because uh, I mean, you, you all, we all want each other to have that. But in the way that's healthy, helpful, skillful and loving, that's all we're going to shift to. Yeah, when you said, like, oh, Mike, you could do that better, you know, rather than saying, like, oh, man, I'm totally fucked that up. Right. You know, it's, like, constructive rather than... Yeah, totally. We want to have constructive critics inside of us. We just want to make sure they're talking to us in a way that's an ally, you know, in an ally language, yeah. like to use the term discernment or I love discernment. That's a really important process that we, we go through in choosing. Yeah, that's what we're discerning. Skillful, unskillful, that is that. What, what I'm speaking about is how we judge our behavior. Was what I did skillful, unskillful? Discernment is, feels to me moving forward. Let me discern what... And then the judgment I'm talking about is looking at what we just did and going, well, that wasn't really skillful, was it? That's a judgment on our behavior, but it's a healthy judgment on our behavior. You know, it's a more positive one. So I think discernment helps us move, does move us forward and 
this way looks us back. So it's both skillful. Totally. Yeah. Any last thoughts? Huh? Just smile and hug each other and go get your ice cream or something. <laughs> Scott, yeah. Yeah, please. Totally. 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 Yeah, right. Yeah. Doubles yours, right? That's lovely. Yeah, so I don't mean go out and put your hands on people. <laughs> I, I don't. You have to be invited permitted to touch anybody but I am saying there's this way we can so I give lots of hugs to people and I've almost never been as high as after I present to a room and they're coming up and they start talking but then they're like can I can I just have a hug and I'm, I'm just literally I'm holding them the next person comes is like I mean full full beyond my body full the room fills with it so but of course we want to be mindful of touch but right you don't even have to do that being in proximity is is right so do this work for ourselves and we become the beacon and help others fill I think we'll end there next week Severine's coming to teach mindfulness please come often this is ours this is ours we've made this now we have every Thursday the sound bath will be here on the 29th and uh, we do function on donations there's a basket out there it helps us pay for this place and all the events we do and a pay for teachers and whatnot. so Thank you all very much. Go be well and love yourselves and others. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Radio Awaken. I'm Dr. Michael Sapiro. Please tune in next time for another edition. You can find me at michaelsapiro.com or follow me on social media and Facebook and Instagram. Have a great day and take good care of yourself.